Welcome to another episode of Metal Mastermind, co-founder and co-host of this really awesome podcast you guys are listening to, Jason Stallworth, and also co-founder and co-host, the great Dallas, my brother. Dude. <laughs> Dude, this is amazing. I love uh, our podcast. It's 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 honestly enriched my soul very much. <laughs> it's fun. You know, I, I, I read a quote. Um, I kind of like changed the quote to my own words and now I can't remember what the quote was, but it was something along the lines of if it's not fun, you know, maybe you should do something else. Uh, I think it was a Richard Branson quote that I put out there. Actually, yeah, I put his full quote and I don't remember the quote. I, I never remember anything, <laughs> but it was <laughs> it was in regards to how he built his businesses and uh, and just he's like, you know, if it's not fun for me, if the process isn't fun, then. You know, and I got to thinking about it. I'm like, we only get one go around. Uh, I'm aware of, you know, if if I were some other person before this life, well, I, I don't remember that. I just talked about not remembering stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> you don't have I, a good track history of that. No, dude, no, 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 no good track history. Uh, you know, but if, if that's not the case, then it just ends and we go somewhere else. Wait, well, hey, look, I, I want to make the most out of this. And uh, I say that to say this, this podcast is, is so much fun, dude. I, oh, yeah. I enjoy it. Uh, yeah. I actually listened to it in the shower the other day. I, I always listen to it on uh, one uh, speed, you know, mm -hmm. so we sound like so professional when you speed it up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I need that in my life. 1.5 speed. And then yeah. we are like totally we're over yeah. in one point like, five. Yeah, it's it's really cool. <laughs> and listen to I'm like, you know, we we've got some cool stuff to say, and and we only have cool stuff to say because we got an absolute killer audience and subscribers out there, uh, guys. Yeah, so today we are going to talk a little bit about a subject that I'm going to be honest, I'm quite boring like i'm already falling asleep so don't fall asleep okay uh because it's gonna benefit you and i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna share some things i've learned along the way through the great ken candelas here we're talking a little bit about music theory and is it theory about something you should learn so uh ken you're you're the music theory buff dude like you know the stuff like the back of your hand man so well let uh, me let me let me make an absolute upfront confession when i was learning music theory I freaking failed my classes. <laughs> so awesome. just get it from the guy who's teaching it to you now that music theory in the beginning was always hard for me too to absorb. And I think in some way, shape or form, you know, the, yeah, the teacher definitely on that, but um, it's a, it's a complex subject for a beginner uh, because what you're trying to do is attribute logic to something that's inherently very emotional to us. <laughs> mm. It's like so contrast, you ever, dude. Yeah. yeah. You know, any argument, you know, I consider myself like a, like a very, very like logical person. So whenever I get into any argument, you know, <laughs> and Elizabeth, she'll, she'll, she'll quote me on this. She's like, Oh my God, you're too logical. Sometimes, you know, I can't be logical around emotion all the time. So I can understand the disconnect when people are going from, you know, creating this song that they're working on and it's very uh, emotionally based for them. And then they're, they didn't, they're not even thinking. Of and that, that's actually how you make music. It's you, you tap into the emotional side, the thing that, you know, rivets you and you want to just uh, compound on that. Yeah. So music theory on its own, uh, I actually appreciate it a lot okay. later in life, you know, 
um, it became something of uh, like a realization uh, to me how much I was using it without even really realizing it. And then when I finally understood it was uh, game changing because now I was able to do things quicker. I was able to also uh, learn from others quicker. I mean, dude, in my early, early days, like when I was like 15 years old, I was getting involved with um, transcribing and uh making you know notes on finale uh as a as a 15 year old just trying to learn the legend of zelda and i was like okay oh, yes. I'm, I'm transcribing zelda music and what that did for me was i i broke down a lot of the orchestral uh technique and the instrumentation that was being used and it helped me to learn how to actually or orchestral music in some way shape or form um and then of course when you're working on your own music that's where it really comes to life because how are you utilizing that information now right so yeah music theory is it's it, it in the beginning because it's like <laughs> this is a quarter note <laughs> this is a half <laughs> note you know and it's like okay <laughs> but now you're like, okay, how can I take that and use it in uh, a very cool way? For one thing, here's here's something that music theory really opened my eyes to was how to look at rhythm. That was like a, a, a total uh, different approach for me because, you know, I would actually consider uh, types of time signatures as, you know, like odd time or whatever. And you know, for example, I'd be like, oh, nine, eight. Yeah, that's odd time because it's, you know, it's a nine, you know, and it's like, but that's actually not true. It's not true. It's not, you know, so what? And you're like, what? Well, I don't, I don't get it, Ken. It's a, it's nine. Nine is an odd number. And you're like, yes, but actually nine is divisible by three evenly. Oh, so okay. you have three, three, three. It's of three. So it's inherently not odd time but it's actually something we call compound time okay so mm -hmm. compound time is just groups of three and that's where you get the whole feeling of a six it's like one two three four five six one two three four five six right you get that grouping of three and it but it's even it's even within the context of threes so when you're doing odd time when you have simple and compound meter simple meter being like you know one and two and three and four and right you got those separations it's divisible by two now odd time is divisible by and threes you have to have all of them in there in the same pot so one two three four five one two three four five you hear the the simple and the compound together. And that's what's odd time. So I was like, oh my God. <laughs> light bulb this, came on. <laughs> yeah, light bulb came on and it was like, okay, so really rhythm and tempo and time signatures, it comes down to the pulse because this is a huge people have problems with. They're like, dude, I'm listening to a song, but how do I know if it's in three, four, if it's in six, eight, you know? And it's like so we're talking well, like dream theater type stuff, you know, and, and I mean, and sure, you can do bands. that. Yeah. But I mean, even even beyond just 
the ultra prog metal type stuff. I mean, yeah. just a simple three, four versus a six, a, how do you know the difference? Well, it's all about that pulse. Does it feel like it's one and two and three and, or does it feel like one, two, three, four, five, six, right? That's a different pulse. So where does the beat really feel and land? Where is the weight distribution of your music kind of landing? And that's how you're going to learn how to with these different time signatures. It's a it's an amazing like epiphany that I had. You know, the weird thing in, in all this, like you like all the stuff we just talked about or you just talked about with timing and all that good stuff, quarter notes, half notes. Uh, I, I didn't and I'm just ignorance here i never thought of that as being part of music theory you know i think a lot of guitar players if you're like me you know i i grew up uh playing guitar not really learning deep theory i learned the basic stuff we'll, we'll kind of talk about that later how you sort of even though you you you're not like studying it right uh but i always thought of music theory like these weird skills you have to learn and and i don't know i don't you know sometimes we have this this pre-notion and, and that might be a misconception of what music theory uh, you're talking about timings. Well, I had to learn some of that to do the tabs, um, right. you know, for our courses uh, I, I provide tablatures and I, I provide what's called the guitar profile. That's a software and, you know, we're not affiliated with these folks, but where I use and a lot of, a lot of musicians use to do the notation and even the tabs. Well, even if you're just doing simple tabs, because a lot of us guitar players, we don't want the sheet music. We want the tabs, bro. Show me where to put the fingers, <laughs> the fret and string, you know, which which makes. But you still have to know some of the theory to get the timing down with the notes, uh, the, the right. BPM, the tempo and how all that fits in, how all the notes are going to fit in are these 16ths. You know, you're, you're doing those real fast. Uh, all right. Are they quarter notes, half notes, and so forth? So, I mean, I've I've had to dive into theory, not even realizing this is what I was learning. <laughs> that theory was what I was learning over the years. You know, absolutely. I mean, um, take for example, uh, like "Sleepwalker" by Megadeth. I, I love that song. It's oh, such a, a cool tune, man. Yeah, it's a groovy tune, but it's a great yeah. example of a three-four versus a six-eight. Uh, and you know, when you're going to play it, I mean, I mean, when we're talking about rhythm, right? tell the musician how to feel the music that's where it comes down to so yeah. if you tell somebody you want them to make it feel like three four you know in sleepwalker you're hearing one and two and three and one and two and three and one and two and three and one right that's the three but then he gets into another part of the song where it completely changes feel it's still threes but it's a six eight time so now it's dun 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 it's different it has a different pulse right so that kind of structure that you're putting into something like a tab is paramount because you know i could i could probably play one and two and three and one you know it's like to change how we you know perceive the music so you need to have a good foundation of just interpreting rhythm to make tabs a successful venture that's why i also really appreciate 
not only puts Taz, but they also put the actual music uh, on what it would be played on the guitar in notation form right above the tab. Because then you can actually see the rhythm for what it is and where it is supposed to be played on the guitar. Not only that, but you're it, it, with when a guitar uh, tab and music really come into play, I I, I really really love it because you see just exactly like the the on the staff yeah. the exact note that they want you to play, and then I look at tabs as a way to show ergonomics because <laughs> it, it you know if you have only one or the other, um, you it, a lot of it can be up to interpretation in some way shape or form. And you have to just make sure that tuning, you know, because if I'm going to use uh, the the sheet music, I know exactly what tuning I'm doing because it, it, it's written there for me. But with a tab, it may not be necessarily written there for me. So I have to I have to be very aware of that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm not a. So I don't actually do this. You do this. <laughs> yeah, I do this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I think you understand my point. And uh, it's 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 paramount, man. The two are. They coexist. It's not like, oh, I have to forgo just this, just to get whatever. Yeah, you, I mean, you have to know all that stuff if you if you want to if you want to provide accurate tabs. Like I used to write out tabs for people. Uh, I would just you know draw the lines, like the dashes, to make a line in like a Word document or whatever, right? Or the Apple yeah. document and, and number in there where you put your finger. But I never put the timing or anything like that. I never really worried about like this is this is how you play it. Um, you know, just listen to it and listen to what's going on, you know, which now I'll be honest with you, um, not steering away from, because again, I've, I've had to learn some of it to provide accurate tabs. Uh, but I also, in the same token or the flip side, rather, I also encourage people to use your ears as well. If you're learning something or writing something, learn to don't don't be the type of musician that always has to have the music and the tabs like if it's multiple parts like can you do a lot of orchestration right well, a little bit different story because there's so many layers of things going on but if you're just learning a guitar part uh, uh, no pun intended is that for the most part you should be able to learn that by hearing it without having to see every single note on the sheet of paper you know train your ears to do the work and trust them. That's kind of a, a different topic altogether. Or, I mean, it's music, music. You have to use your ears. That's where we, we come down to the basics of it. Right. You, there's also, there's, there's the other side to that too, of being crippled by using the tool only, yeah. you know, you, it, if you create tools uh, in a, in a, in a super logical manner, then, okay. Uh, your, your music's boring now. Because it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's only, it's only ever, it's very cold approach. It's not, it's not using the emotion that drove us to do music in the first place. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not driven by that anymore, you know? Um, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, just historically, we moved away from that kind of music. I mean, if you want to, you want a good example, just listen to Bastion Bach, you know, mm-hmm. back in the 1600s and 1700s. I mean, that's. That's, you know, in by today's standards, very cold, calculated music, you know, yeah, um, yeah. and in its and its ways are, you know, there's some beauty to it. Absolutely. Referred to that kind of music as what we call absolute music. And a lot of artists back in that time were doing it because their absolutism came from the inspiration from the almighty, the God. Right. And right. that was what they were writing music. 
so many sacred masses and all this kind of stuff during that time. But then you started getting into, you know, the Baroque and end of the Baroque period into the classical era, uh, which if you didn't know, yes, there's a dedicated era of classical music. Not classical, That's but pretty cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you get into like Mozart and Beethoven, and those are the guys that were like, man, I'm tired of this cold and calculated stuff. I want to write music with emotion. And that all of this stems from, right? You got Mozart, Haydn, and and, and Beethoven. They started an entire trend. And, and Beethoven single-handedly started an entire musical movement called the Romantic Era. So wow. that kind of stuff. And you started getting piano pieces because the piano was then invented in the modern in the modern form. And, you know, that's where you got people like Schubert and Chopin and all these other kinds of composers. And that, I mean, everything that we're here, right, a lot of it stems from that era. And the, the, the music theory is, at the time, was considered wrong in some way, shape, or form because they were used, they were utilizing music today that accentuated different types of philosophy or in this case emotion like dissonance you know if you played a tritone in in the medieval era you know it wasn't necessarily that you were worshiping considered like no that is wrong you don't do that just because it's it's it was dissonance so that's why all this it's not necessarily evil because they didn't think it was necessarily evil but it was it was just harmonious. And if it wasn't harmonious, it was incorrect. So they would wow. correct that. And so you would hear all this other type of music, like listen to anything from a medieval era. And it's all like, like all this Gregorian <laughs> chanting. And it's just very, very like harmonious boring you know <laughs> just all these easy harmonies that aren't very interesting in some way shape or form um, until you get to this era where people are playing with dissonance and then 1900s came about and you started to get impressionism and abstractism and expressionism and all this kind of stuff where like who's creating music that is all dissonance and John Cage comes out and he's like, hey, you know that piano? Let's stick some nails and pins in it and let's just make some cool sound design from it. So everything was being challenged. And now we have this awesome, awesome musical genre called metal. And (laughs) this is this is honestly metal is like a philosophy, right? I mean, you could consider like Mozart being the metal guy of his era. Beethoven being the metal guy of his era because before those guys it was the norm you know to do something like Bach right and that's super important everything is relative you know music theory is just a understanding music the more you understand the language of music the more you can figure out how to make music your own right and that's something that we promote here right create your own sound oh yeah yeah no, that's good stuff, dude, and it's great, you know, tying this. Like, like it sounds like it sounds like those folks were kind of breaking the rules, so to speak. Yes, uh, and you know, I, I used to think of music theory as a set of rules, and I, I'll be honest, I still sort of do sometimes, and that, maybe that's just a uh, old mindset. 
too that probably needs to die out. Um, cause I, you know, I, what I learned is I inadvertently learned some theory. Like when I started playing guitar, 1989, uh, my uncle bought me, uh, this chord book. It was a mill based chord book. So I learned the basic chord, uh, and it told you, it, it showed the six strings where to place your fingers. Well, what I didn't realize later or until later was that's, I mean, at a very high level, that's music theory. Those mm-hmm. notes that make up that chord. Well, I, I play a G if I tell anyone your instrument your guitar bass whatever uh keyboard and play a g chord and you know where to place your fingers to make that sound well i think it's safe to say you know a little bit of music theory because without the theory well it would just be be notes so i think absolutely theory is kind of like uh it's kind of like giving your pet a name like our dog frodo right i mean you know and and we got our cats our feral cats we named them too uh one cat we have we just call him big kitty we took him in about a year ago (laughs) so we didn't think he'd hang around very long but he just he started coming inside and then and now he's in bed with us so here we are a year later well big kitty is our cat anyway but you i guess you (laughs) if you look at theory and in the kind of the way i look at it at a high level is name just so we know what to call it like an e minor chord okay now my my theory education doesn't go too far beyond that like i don't know all the all the scales i know the major minor scales or whatever those are those are simple but you get beyond that and i'll play times and you may tell me ken well okay you didn't play an actual skill but but that could be based on this skill over here like the ken condelacionian skill or something <laughs> <laughs> well let's get into that because i mean like um People know, majority of musicians, they know majors and minors. Yeah. And um, that's kind of like, you know, and yes, by the way, to just confirm your your statement, you know, we all know music theory to an extent. If yeah, you're if you're so. if you're playing an instrument, you have a little bit of music theory to an extent, even if it's just intuition by, you know, learning from listening to your favorite artists and trying to mimic their notes, you're still learning placement of a note, timing of a note, right? All structure that's building around and you can even make your own song without knowing like the formal version of music theory, but using your intuition based upon what people have been using for centuries, you know? So we all know a little bit, why, why, why go the extra mile, right? Let's say you're a metal guitar apprentice, right? And you're, you're playing and you're, you're learning how to play metal style guitar. And then you're like, okay, what's the next logical step? I get a metal riff master. Let's start developing the riffage and the technique and the dexterity for how to create, you know, metal riffs. Then you're like, okay, I got all these riffs in mind. How do I make it into a song? Well, you got metal songwriters forge for that, right? And that starts to develop your, your tone in terms of how do you piece your things together? But then you come up to this point in the in in the course, and you're like, "Yo, Ken, Ken is like talking about this theory stuff, and why? Like, I don't I don't get this because it's like I understand it emotionally, right? I understand what with Jason, you know, with his riffage on you are your master. I understand what's going on there emotionally, but then Ken starts talking about all this other stuff, and it's like, well, how does that help me? And it's like. Here's how it helps you. It allows you to music in a way that you can use for yourself down the road. So it's all just proven formulas. Let's just put it that way. It's like all this information that I spew out when I talk about theory, it's not because 
oh, you know, it theory just makes you a, a more official musician. It's not anything like that. It's just because when you learn theory, you understand the mechanics. It's like, it's like, it's kind of like saying, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a car mechanic. Um, and you know, yeah, I, I kind of understand what the gas line does or a carburetor does, but really like, if you want to repair an engine or you want to repair any of this kind of stuff, you kind of have to a little bit, you know, you could probably learn a thing or two by just, you know, mimicking what the other guy's doing, or you could really understand what those mechanics do and why they're there, you know, cause then on a fundamental level, it's kind of like saying, well, okay a guy a fish to eat for a day teach him how to fish so he can eat for a lifetime that's what this is about so music theory is like that tool that's it's the fishing line it's not the boat that you're in or you all of that that's music. the fishing line is music theory that's the thing that can get you some new ideas that you would have never thought about if you didn't have a tool to get you there right mm -hmm. all that fish in the sea those are new ideas that, you know, hey, swordfish before. Holy crap, this is kind of cool, right? Yeah. Good, and yeah. you figure it out, it's like, oh, that's a Neapolitan chord. Neapolitan chord sounds so cool in this context, right? So all of this kind of like reveals things that you may have because you just didn't know it existed. And it opens doors. It opens up new pathways for your music to make intricate different styles. And then you start, you know, looking at this stuff a totally different way profound impact on on your your musicality honestly in in in, in totality no it makes a lot of sense man and um you know I, and i think like like me i've inadvertently learned more and more theory over the years uh you know your let's pitch that real quick guys we we do have a complete uh theory course called metal music theory uh, just head over to metalmastermind.com. Go to courses. You'll see Ken's course. Ken teaches that. Uh, and you've you've got a nice way of presenting that so it's not like over the top. And uh, we went back and upgraded the course with a few guitar parts where that's where I came in to add some guitar parts to give examples of what you were of what you're mm -hmm. sharing. But but great course if you want to dive in. Me, uh, I'm kind of the I'm I'm very much really most things in life and you guys know this uh so you, you've got you seem to have two camps of extremes these days with almost everything and relating it to theory where well, you got one camp's like whoa you're not a musician if you don't learn theory you have and you've got another camp that's like well i don't want to learn theory it's gonna stump my creativity the truth is usually somewhere down the middle uh, it's kind of like our um, our prior podcast where we talked about digital versus analog. Married to one or the other, right? You can you can learn to use both. So theory, you know, you can use theory to help you and to learn some things, even if it's something simple, just by getting the notation down uh, or or the timing down with you you want to create appropriate tablature for a song you wrote. You know, hey guys, mm -hmm. may, maybe you release us a, a single. And you're like, okay, well, I want to make some extra income off this. Well, hey, make a tab book of the song. Teach people how to play it. Well, to do to know a little bit of theory to appropriately create those tabs that you can sell online. Hey, quick right, tip totally. you guys to make some dough. That's one of the many ways you can be bringing some income for yourself. Yeah, right? and it's your own music. Just a quick example. So you might want to learn some 
And I think, can you go over that in the first part of the course, tempos and timing and all that good stuff, totally. which is, which is really monumental. Uh, and, you know, you may, you may, you may learn some bits and pieces and you may decide not to take it too much further or a little further or all the way. Uh, but I don't know. I just, I don't like to go to either extreme. Like I don't feel like I need to learn more theory. I inadvertently will probably learn some more and get better in certain areas. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not going to tell you, well, you don't, you, you know, so you here's, here's, here's a really good indicator if you should poke your head into theory, okay? You're you're writing songs, you're, you know, but at a certain point, you're either bored of what you're doing, you just have complete block and you have no way to approach the next thing. Yeah. That's where you go, hey, I need to look for a tool that can help me out of this rut, right? Yeah. And that's where theory comes in. I honestly, I think a lot of us, uh, get obsessed or, or they get intimidated by theory because sure. they think they have to learn it all now. <laughs> and and honestly, you don't. Theory can be something that you learn along in your development because you may need in the beginning only the, the bits and pieces that are relevant to you, like note length and tempo and you know maybe some time signature stuff. But yeah. from that point on, not need theory for a little while until you start getting really good at what you're doing and then you're like man i got the note length the tempo down the time signatures down now what and it's like i don't know playing major and minor chords can i do anything more than that is this the limit to my musical knowledge no let's look into something new for you now have you heard of something called modes, right? And then it's like, oh, there's different skills. Holy crap. That can unlock an entire new freaking thing for you, right? So everybody's like, oh my God, you know, I'm, I'm so intimidated because like music theory gets so advanced. Yeah. If you're at a point where you're ready for that, then do that. But you don't have to go from A to Z in one month. <laughs> like... Just start from A, go to maybe C, right? Get those ABCs down, and then you can go D, E, F, G, H, I, et cetera, later in your career. It's something that grows with you over time. I can't I can't stress that enough. People, people automatically think, oh, my God, like, I need to learn this all now, or I'm not a real musician. No, dude. You're a musician because you have some innate, innate ability to make a creation. That's what being a musician is. I love this quote that I heard. Art is decorating space. Music time. Right? And this kind of concept is just kind of like, yeah, well, you know what? Music requires time. That's the only way it exists. Right? You got time and space. The two, you know, are reality. And now... If you are, you know, trying to learn how to create more music, then just be patient, have more time for music. And then when you're ready to get to the next level, that is there for you. Right. Yeah. That's why, you know, you don't have to immediately jump from Metal Guitar Apprentice to Metal Songwriters Forge if you're not ready for it. If you're just trying to learn how to play guitar, take the next step. Go to Riff Master from Riff Master. 
go into songwriters forge right you know and then beyond that you're like yo like i got a song ready now what okay let's show you how to produce that then you got producer overlord for that you know this is this is what i've been trying to do this entire time at, at, here at metal mastermind we saw that in this market of of musicians metal musicians there was there was a lack of resources for you guys and we were saying okay rather than having you know because jason you've been on more than a decade 2010 yeah for 13 years 13 years now yeah Yeah. this month actually 13 years this month i think incredible uh, yeah you know you're 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 speaking to an audience of folks have in many ways have grown their musicality through a resource like youtube um and how powerful is it that we can have the capacity to speak to these people in a in a one central all their resources that they want to do their metal music you know forever and ever you know like that's that's what we're trying to do here at metal mastermind be that hub for you because honestly you know you go to you go to a college institution to learn music and you're gonna have to play all these different styles and you know what that's cool if you want to do that but some of us maybe you know we love metal and we want to learn specifically metal right that's what we're here for. So if you, uh, if you, if you haven't uh, already checked out metal music theory, it's literally for the metal musician, how to take these generic concepts of metal uh, of music theory and attribute them to the metal genre. That's what it's there for. Yep. And guys, you can pick that up uh, at metalmastermind.com. That is our website. Uh, there's a big button that says courses on there. So yeah. Uh, definitely check out metal music theory. Uh, Ken, this is, uh, I've enjoyed this chat. (laughs) You know, again, music theory was something I always kind of shied away from. And only later years later that I realized, well, I've been inadvertently learning a lot of theory over the years, because again, like you said, and play a chord and play a few notes. Well, uh, you know, some sort of theory to be able to do that. So, right. Um, Dude, good chat, man. Anything else that you would like to uh, encourage people when it, when it comes to music theory? Like the people say, well, care about it, just don't need it. I mean, what would you say to those folks? Um, you know, maybe it's just uh, you don't realize the value of it just yet. Um, and that's okay. I think it's important to focus on your artistry first. Yeah. Then when you're when you want that tool. Uh, that's where you break out the toolbox. Um, you know, I would say if you're a developing artist and you're early in your career, music theory can help you grow faster. Um, overwhelm yourself with trying to learn everything about it. It's, I mean, you're talking about something that's been developed over not just like here at Metal Mastermind. It's been developed over centuries of just, you know, musicians uh, across different eras of time. Inherently, it's a universal language that has a lot of complexity to it. So, you know, take your time. If it if you're if you're intimidated by music theory, just use the basics first and see how the basics can all a bunch of different possibilities for you. Stick to just major and minor in the beginning, right? And then when you're ready to go from major and minor, you know, you can try, you know, Dorian mode or Locrian mode or any of these other kinds of different scales 
different types of paths, right? And then you can go into other kinds of complexes like counterpoint. How do you put your, you know, lead melodies and harmonies together and your bass lines together? And what is all of that, right? It's it's all a matter of in your path, but it's a toolbox. Again, it's not a set of rules. It and that and that's what I think people get really wrong about it. It's not a set of rules. It's a toolbox. You use the tool when you need it. When you have that bodes real quick, man. I was like, that reminds me of the video that we had to take down from Metal Mastermind that I created because <laughs> I just murdered it, man. Like, I understand the concept of modes. It's just an extended, extending that scale, right? With those notes and, and, and going into I got the concept, but I called the names wrong, Dorian Ionian and, and whatever Onian <laughs> and Candelasonian. So I just completely screwed up the video and uh made myself look like an idiot so we, we ended up taking that video down obviously like the next day <laughs> I, I think it's i think it's it you know you're to me i was actually super proud that you even tried because what you were doing jason was putting yourself out there in a in a way that yeah. wanted to push yourself to learn and okay sure maybe it bombed the first time doing it but you know what <laughs> that didn't mean that it negated what you took away from it either i think what you were trying to do was trying to share your knowledge and you know okay no problem well we, that's what we can do we can fix that for that for everybody else who wants to learn more about that but and go ahead the story is you uh you can't win if you don't play so you got to get out there and try stuff even if you fall flat on your face like I exactly did. it's it's <laughs> just performing man yeah. you know you're you go out there and you 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 know you, you play the best that you can you do it, yeah. sometimes you flub you know sometimes you nail it um but that doesn't mean that you're a bad player it just means that you just you know time on it and that's okay and it just it, any if anything and if anything, it just shows you something you 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 can work on. And that's a point that can help increase your musicianship, right? So um I love we 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 point out our own mistakes that we're we're real people. We're not we're not like some you know perfect god. <laughs> we're we're people just like anybody else listening to this podcast. The only difference is that we decide that we're very open about it, right? We're more of a public figure in this case. You know, we don't um, show you just the good stuff, even on my channel. I and, and sometimes I'll be given a lesson on my channel, and I'll I'll screw up. I'm like, okay, Jason, what are you doing? And I'll I'll leave it on the channel. I'm like, well, I screw up sometimes, guys. Even even <laughs> on riffs that I write, <laughs> the riffs I put out there is just stuff that I came up with on the fly. I haven't even actually written the whole thing yet. I just got an idea, and I want to share it. And I think it's a good exercise. But uh, no, yeah. And, and the other thing about screwing up, you know, Ken, you and I are also we're not just musicians newer world sure um, and when you're when you're reaching out to do anything that's notable and great or worthwhile you will fail it's safe to say you'll fail more times and you'll succeed but the failures you don't really look at them and at them is really just education you know it's just a learning a learning step to right. get to where you want to go and continue building uh, and I don't think you can be afraid of failing, right? We all have that that fear inside of us of failing, but I think overcome that by stepping outside of that and just just pushing forward. Hey, so what? You fall down. Think of think of a kid trying to learn how to walk. Now, none of us really remember that, right? But you, at some point, you learn. But you probably fell on your rump like a gazillion times. 
before you started taking those steps. And even then you're a little wobbly, right? So, uh, and even as an adult, you know, sometimes, you know, I remember I tripped over the steps coming up to the studio and I had a full plate of eggs and bacon on my plate. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> goes to show you though that you you're not always going to do everything perfectly right you're gonna you're gonna have some mishaps in life and those end up being kind of cool stories about your journey and that's just yeah well it's kind of like a necessary evil uh, because you're there's hey let's just use the universal term no pain no gain right yeah, yeah we have to we have to break the barriers of what's comfortable in order to get to the next level that's just how anything is in life even even theory and music itself right you know you want to you want to be a get better guitar player you know you're gonna you're gonna have to go through the arduous journey of getting your tremolo picking freaking you know on par it's gonna suck in the beginning it's the suck <laughs> because <Yep>. that's what's <laughs> gonna get you to the next level and you got to do it because you really want it you know so music theory is the same thing man it's just it's the same thing it's the same thing. It's a language of music and you just have to be patient with, but you have to commit to, you know, being on the path. You have to say, you know, not only if, if I were to give any other advice is not only should you be practicing, you know, uh, regularly, but take a time, you know, to just read and learn more about the theory that applies to your playing. Even if it were to take, you know what? Here's a great tool. We have, if you're in Metal Songwriters Forge or if you're in Metal Music, we have a online booklet for you. That's so great to have, you know, because what it is, it's like, I think it's like 40 pages of just uh, basically a summary of what's going on in the course. And you can use that. You could go on to the bathroom and the dumpster, right? Just <laughs> learning a little bit about music theory just that way. You know, just a little bit of time, yeah. Just a little bit at a time, right? Like maybe just read a page, you know, okay. and just try to absorb the information on what we're giving you. Uh, and then when you're like, I, okay, you know, maybe you, you know, then go on to the next one, or you're like, I want to expand a little bit more about this. Okay, that's what the course is for, right? You can go in and see, you know, how I explain it there, and then you can hear the examples, right? There's examples a lesson on on music theory in the course it's a it's an extensive uh thing that we built so i that's that's my 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 recommendation it's just a little bit at a time bite-sized pieces you know you'll you'll get there um and it's nothing everybody starts somewhere you know i mean hell learning an, an entire other language right if you think about learning just you know thai or italian or spanish or any of these other types of languages out in the world the first thing you're is hello or thank you you know (laughs) or goodbye right these sorts of things are like your quarter notes eighth notes half notes right it's all the same thing it's it's the same thing and progressively get more advanced as you go but you have to practice you have to spend the time you have to learn it. And, you know, I didn't realize the value of music theory when I was first learning it. I had to beg my teacher to make me, you know, get through because I otherwise wouldn't have gotten my degree. But now looking back, I'm like, Ken, you're such an idiot. That was such good information. And if you were just a little bit more wise at the time to just pay attention a little bit more and really try, then 
walked out with an A plus and learning exactly what you know now. That's true. Yeah. Hey, sabadi kap pomri and pasatai. Jep, jep, So that's uh, I've been learning Thai for about seven years now. So yeah, learn. Uh, it's a it's a great analogy because you don't learn everything in one shot, and you're gonna screw up. I still yes. screw up Thai words sometimes, and. My wife and I were both uh, we're both reading and writing uh, some Thai now, or texting rather. It's a very good analogy to theory. You, know, you can't really expect to learn it all in one shot and get the basics down first, like your hellos and goodbyes and, and that sort of thing. So, dude, this is a again a great chat about theory, guys. Head over to metal.com. Check out all of our courses. Uh, we are the place to go for courses for metal musicians for all of you metal music theories on that page as well so do check that out and hey guys thank you so much for supporting metal mastermind uh, ken and i both were honored to have you as part of family this metal community we deeply appreciate you until next time as always create your own sound <laughs>